There are travelers in this land who move at time's command. Their eyes are filled with all eternity. Let them glimpse your heart, that's where the healing starts. Mountain gypsies are the remedy. Mountain gypsies sure to set you free. Hello everybody and welcome to Just a Few Things. This is Kat Young, your illustrious leader, and this is my daughter, Tess Hughes. Say hello, Tess. Hello, Tess. How are you doing today? I am marvelous. Great. So we're doing a Mother's Day special Woo-hoo. for you guys. Um, for all and you mothers. For all you mothers out there. It may, it may be a little bit different than what you think. I'm sure we're going to piss off some people today but or, and, or enlighten them. Why don't we enlightenly piss them off? Enlight- enlightenly piss them off? I was enlightenly pissed off earlier. Were you? Okay. <laughs> it's been a heck of a day. It has. Um, I want to send out some uh, uh, good energy and prayers to my good friend, Gypsy sister, uh, Callie Montgomery. We got a heart-wrenching uh, video message from her today. All the gypsies did. We have a gypsy group that uh, we all are in, and it was somebody. She has a farm, and she in her enclosed area, someone dropped off two pit bulls in there and she has a is it a pony. Min, it's a miniature pony dwarf though pony, a dwarf pony and they savagely attacked uh, and mauled her pony and it's devastating it really it, is i don't have words for what <coughs> types of sobs would do such a thing no, because the dogs um, had to be trained the dogs had to be like trained that. to fight that kind of way and um the i hope i never come face to face. Well, no, I hope those people hope I never come face to face with them. I'm mm. sure. And, um, so y'all say prayers for the pony cause he is absolutely precious and we're sending healing out to him and we're also out to Callie and her mother as well. And, um, I'm just terrified to think if a child had been there or it's devastating. It's the whole situation is devastating no matter what. So, guys, please remember Callie and her little pony and her mom and everybody in this situation and the people that caused such devastation. May they reap terrible punishment for all eternity. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, so we the, not uh, my friend Carolyn Lacrone, who is also a sister gypsy, she's a sage. She is here and she and I have been working out every day since we got back and this morning. We were going to do, uh, when I say got back, we have been to, we went to Paris Icon yes. uh, this past weekend in Ohio. We were at uh, o- Ohio State Reformatory oh. where they filmed Shawshank Redemption and Air Force, One. Air Force One. Actually, it was a beautiful prison in the middle until you, you know, walk out. I mean, con- comparatively to a lot of prisons, those prisoners had sunlight all the time and they, because they always faced a window where we were at, which was, was pretty cool. Tess hates prisons, but... It was the fact that I kept feeling energy like it. There was stuff a lot, like there was a lot of prisoners, and I kept, I felt like I well, yeah, because it was, um, it was I, so. I felt like I grabbed hold of like a live wire. It was going yeah. through me. Then I realized there was an active prison behind, behind it. Yeah, as well, and it made sense. But uh, but all that put aside, um, it was an amazing, fantastical, awesome. All those words weekend. We never stopped we took a maybe a 10-15 minute break to throw some food down our throat from the moment we got there to the moment we left Saturday and Sunday there was someone on our healing bed and on Carolyn's healing bed we had over 15 gypsies there doing healing uh, we were, had some in training um, everyone that was on our table had miraculous things happen in their life absolutely we saw someone who was in continuous continuous pain be completely set free from that who had been in pain. We actually saw someone's frame, uh, body frame change. We've seen, we saw people who had a serious depression. Uh, I could go on and on, all, all these things lifted from them and then completely set free from that. And we just want to praise Yahweh, Yahshua, Elohim for that because it's not us, but it's the power of them that work through us. And we want to thank the angels who came to work alongside of us. And we, we just thank you so much. And we thank all those who came to us and allowed us to work with them and continual healing upon them for all eternity. And um, 
it, it's just like it, it just kept going and we we could have probably stayed a week and and still the healing we had to turn some people away and we are so so sorry for yes. that and can't wait to get back up there and, and do some more healings mm -hmm. it it is quite um it's so exciting and then on the way home i i do like a like i leave my body i go into such a deep sleep i just pass out you know and then carolyn and charlie who are both gypsies um it's uh, the Southern Gypsy and the War Man Gypsy. They come home with us. They have a place here and a place in Illinois. So proud of you. I usually say Indiana. That's why. Did you hear a Carolyn in the oh. background? She went, oh. So uh, they have a place here as well. Um, and they came back here. And Carolyn and I have been working out every day at the YMCA. And we went to water aerobics today. And um, I put on Facebook to a couple of my friends, well, private message that I kicked its butt, but it kicked my butt today. I did not realize I've done water aerobics before, but this girl, she hurt me <laughs> bad. Did she? Real bad. She hurt me, Tess. I'm sorry. Hurt me bad. I mean, I've been pretty much like working out every day, moving stuff. She hurt me though. Yeah. I get straight in my legs and my arms. My, butt, my butt's hurting real bad too. But think how good you'll look. I don't, I'm hurting. Well, maybe eat a piece I of chocolate. I can't straighten my arm all the way. Oh, that's going to be fun tomorrow. You're going to do yoga with me tomorrow. I am. Tess is a yoga instructor, if y'all didn't know that. She's uh, going to have a website up and running soon. I already Thune. bought Thune. Very I said Thune. I am. Um, what is that, Al? I am. Um, oh, I've, I've bought you a, a domain. Yes, I know, because you're the best mom ever. And so I'm going to create, create you a website soon. I hear my dogs growling. No barking, kids. So anyway, we, uh, Carolyn and I went and, uh, worked out, kicked our butts and she actually did better than I did. And I'm, were you focusing on what she was doing or were you focusing on what you were doing? Well, you know, we went tit for tat until they told us to turn around, <laughs> grab the, and uh, grab the, uh, side of the pool and you kick vigorously from behind as hard as you can. Mm -hmm. And I did that, but I have no acetal and. Carolyn has a butt at all. And so she had butt muscle. I don't. And I just, after a while, you kick for like three minutes. Like, yes, you, solid. Oh, God. No breaks in that three minutes. No, no. Were you in a, like an advanced class? I must have been. I think you need to read better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I believe next time you go to a swim class, you need to oh well, i have to get you prescription goggles <laughs> <laughs> so yeah that was that was great but anyway so then we we went and had a huge protein vegetable uh lunch after that it was wonderful we had a blast doing that and then we came back here and we're working on her website so watch for her website guys it'll be the southern it's not the it's southern uh, gypsy store.com that'll be up and running wow. this day this, this very, day this very this fortnight this fortnight you'll have the southern gypsy store.com cool. don't forget to check out gypsystones.com because on there you can also purchase tickets for <laughs> no <laughs> Sorry, Billy had something that he wanted to say. I think he was just extending the invitation to the Gypsy Gathering. Yes, this year. because he wanted to be um, inviting everyone, but he's put up now. So um, we want to invite you to the Gypsy Gathering, and you can find those tickets for the gathering on gypsystones.com. And they're $50, but that's Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And that includes meals, and that includes all the speakers. And we have uh, Carmen Reed, the original mother from Haunting, Connecticut, there. We have uh, uh, Dana Weingard, who was the original creator of the phenomenology, and she's going to talk about her possession and how uh, she got delivered from that at no less than Disney. Mm -hmm. We've got, um, oh my goodness, we've got Carolyn and uh, Charlie LaCrone who are going to be there talking about their journey together after 60 into the spiritual world where they had always wanted to walk into. We've got... Oh my gosh, how many speakers do we have? We, we have, have people talking about the Appalachian Trail. We have, yeah, we have uh, 
Oh gosh. You know what? Just go online to gather in 2019. Check out all the speakers. We have photographers that are going to be there. We have all kinds of vendors being there. We have speakers starting as young as 17, all the way up to 72 years old that are going to be there. Wow. Exactly. It's going to be phenomenal. We have, we have parties, we have catered food, we have barbecue coming in and that's all in part of your ticket mimosas and meditation i heard yeah we're going to have mimosas and meditation we're going to have yoga Uh, carolyn's in the background clapping (laughs) so go to gypsystones.com check it out uh you'll definitely want to be here for that now here's the deal we only allow about 100 people to come and after that, it's We're over. Pretty close. We're getting pretty close. There's only a few tickets left. You don't want to miss it. So if you planned on coming to this event, you better come now. Not to mention, there's not that many places left to stay here as well. You, so you have to really get in there and get it now. Get a ticket. And that's July 5th, 6th, and 7th. So, oh, we're going to have a ghost hunt or a spirit investigation. And we're going to also be doing a Bigfoot investigation as well. So they're the big feats. The big feats. So don't want to miss that. So go to those, check them out, you know, don't miss it. Gathering 2019 on Facebook or gypsystones.com. Okay, guys, so... I have been thinking, which, oh, Lord help us. yeah, I was trying, actually we had come up with a different show for tonight and I was driving down the road trying to loosen my load, got a world of trouble on my mind. Sorry. And uh, I looked over at Carolyn and I said, Carolyn, I have an idea for the show tonight. And I told her my idea and she goes, well, that's, that's definitely going to mm. change some ways of thinking. She, and then we started talking about how I look at things sideways and, and instead of straight on. And, and that's true. I never, I, I, and Tess is the same way. We don't necessarily look at things like other people do, or we look at things a little bit different. And so the night tonight, the show is called, who's your mama talking to? I know who my mom talks to. You know who I talk to. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, and I connect with Yahweh, Yahshua, and Elohim. Yes. Which for those who don't know, you may know uh, those same people as Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Absolutely. And again, if those of you have heard our show before, that is not modern day church lingo, Yahweh, Yahshua, and Elohim. And that's because modern day church won't open the door and let me in usually. Uh, and, and that's a shame because they don't want to hear the truth. A lot of them. I'm not saying all of them that I don't want to clump them all in there. I'm just saying that they've lost a lot of love in the teaching of the original Christ teachings, which were love, healing, feeding, the compassion. Hungry, compassion, and not the religious spirit that we see so much now, not condemnation because our job is not to condemn, but to love and to lead those in love to a better life and Mm -hmm. and it's their journey and they've got to figure out who they're going to connect to. That's not our job. So um, to push people, I know that recently I met someone and they said that their church is implementing this new program. And I was telling Carolyn and Charlie about the other day and they think that their minister is the only one that ever had come up with this idea. And I I hate, I didn't want to hurt their feeling because they're a nice person and tell them that I've heard this same program a thousand times. But I mean, I have to give this person props. Oh, they're wonderful in this preacher is reaching out to people that he he's much younger than the people he's preaching. Right. And to them, it might be the first time they've ever heard it. Right. But it's not, and he, he's really trying to conquer this. I mean, yeah. you have to give him props for that. That's no, this person's a great person. Yeah. I'm just saying the program that the minister's putting out <coughs> is putting out as if it's a, <clears throat> a new idea. As yeah. if he came up with it and it's an old idea and it's called one. And what it is, they're supposed to go out and they're supposed to find one person in the community and they're supposed to make that one person's life a living hell. I mean, they're supposed to make that one person's life um, change. They're supposed to go. So they're supposed to be Christ-like to that one person. Christ-like to that one person and they go after them and they badger them until they come into church. I mean, they go after them until they convince them that they need Christ and make them come into church. I wonder how it reflects how they treat the other people in the community. I'm not sure. But the point is that um what they do is they continually to go look for someone 
who's the center they feel in that community, a lost, a lost soul. And they tried to bring them into the community. And, and a lot of you may say that I'm being harsh, but I'm, if it was done correctly, where you go out and you reach somebody where they're hurting, where their need is, and you reach them with love, that would be great. But what we have found all too often is it's almost a hierarchy of I'm better than you and I'm your lowly person. And I'm going to drag you somewhere you don't want to be and tell you that you have to live this certain way. Yeah. And what I had told that person, and again, this person's nice. They're this person really is reaching yeah, out the right and, way. And they're actually doing, you know, they're going, doing it the right way. But but I was thinking about the the group as a whole, how they would react to it. Um, what we try to teach is you go out into the and, and you just teach and you don't you just heal people, love people, feed people at where their need is. And then if they ever need you, they will want to come to you and they will want to know what your truth is. And then you teach them what your truth is and your journey is. And if they, if they feel like that's where they need to be, then, then so be it. If not, you don't push or shove your belief system down anyone's throat because that is not what the Christ taught. That is not how he led. He, he said, in fact, if, if they don't accept you, you just dust your feet off from that town and you walk on, you never Absolutely. condemn or whatever, and let them figure it out on their own. And you never know when you reach out and love to somebody 20, 30 years from now, when that's going to, they'll remember, Hey, this person is the only person who actually did care about me or love me. And, and then let me bring it down that into truth. Baptist terms for you. If that's all right. Okay. You never know when that seed that you planted is going to start to grow. Okay. Yeah, so, but, but Just thought I'd throw that I don't there. like that. That makes me feel, <laughs> but what I'm talking about is true love, true compassion, yeah. true healing, and really caring about that person, not to drag them into somewhere where they need to put yeah. their tithing in. So anyway, we were, we were talking to Carolyn and I were, were talking about those such things yes. this week. And, uh, uh, and it brought to mind to me, um, how people in the community don't understand real people and where they're at or, or people in the churches don't understand where real people are living or, or how they are. They've forgotten or, or the judgmental understanding of, of what, how Christ taught in the love and how he reached out to people who were hurting and, and needed help. Yeah, that's something I've always questioned. The woman at the well um, is always, you know, you hear a lot of people talk about right. that, but the woman at the well, no one listens to that story. She was like a Sumerian. You didn't talk. Right. To and her. so for those of you who do not know what Tess is talking about, there's a story in the Bible where this uh, woman was a Samaritan and for the Jewish uh, people to speak to a Samaritan yeah. was vile. It was just a, because the Samaritans were a pagan uh, people. And in fact, even to walk across into their, Samaria. to their, to Samaria, they would have to do a cleansing ritual on certain days and stuff mm -hmm. because it was vile. There was a well there in Samaria that the women would get up early in the morning and they would go draw water from. Well, if you were a harlot or uh, as in our, a, a hoe, floozy. <laughs> a floozy, in that time, you were not allowed to even grow, go draw water with the other women of the town. So you had to go at different times. Yeah, scheduled times. Yeah, and so the Christ left the disciples and walked over into Samaria, which is in first of all he walked into pagan land. Second of all, he went to the well when he knew that there would be a woman or women there Losies. that were not, you know, respectable women, and there was a woman there that he walked up to and he said, why are you, why, where's your husband? And she said, oh, I don't have a husband. And he said, that's true. In fact, you've had five husbands and the one you're with is not your husband now. And she said, who, who are you that you know all these things about me? And he said, you know what? I'll, I'll help you draw this water, but let me tell you about water that will give you thirst no more. And, um, he was, and then he told her about love and forgiveness. And you know what? He didn't set up a program and said, we have a divorcee program at back in Jerusalem. I'd like for you to come <laughs> to, we have a singles program. We have, um, I want you got to do this and this and this small and 20 group. Hail Marys. And we're having a small group meeting over here. He said, you basically he said, you know, in your heart, what you're doing, that's not productive and good for you. I want you to go and do those things. No more. That's all he said. And 
he showed her love and compassion. And so it says that she went into the town and she told everybody, let me tell you now, don't take that lightly. She wouldn't show her face before. Now she wouldn't show her face to everyone in the town and said, let me tell you all about this man who knew everything about me, who forgave me of all the sins of my life and said, for I don't have to do anything but sin no more. But And, and he was all love and, and caring and he showed love and compassion for me. Mm -hmm. That's all he did. And, and yet he walked into the darkness and into the the uh, the evil parts, as so considered, to show that love and compassion, and yet show no condemnation for. Her. That's an amazing story, and I love that story on so many levels because if you knew the time back then, women weren't allowed to necessarily talk to men. Especially women in the middle of the day getting water from the well. They were considered floozies, whatever that may be. Especially a Jewish man, because there were certain laws set up. Even now in, in Jewish religion, women that are, you know, not of Jewish religion can't speak to a Jewish man, especially if they're on their cycle, all these things. Because it's just, that's the law. Yeah. Regardless of all that, he went above that and went through that and said, this is what is going to happen. Well, so we know who she was talking to. Mm -hmm. Okay, so we're going to shift gears a little bit here. We wanted we wanted to I don't know what, how we worked that in there or why we went in that direction. I think it's important to work that in there in that direction because there's so many mothers out there. So uh -huh. many people out in this world that are not what the, the church thinks they are. I think or, when you get into this church mindset, we used to I worked at a Christian camp and we would call it this blah, blah, blah bubble. You know, and we'd be in this camp bubble and everything was fine and wonderful and great. But as soon as we walked out of that bubble, we realized there, there were sin and there was all this. So you were fine when you were in this little condensed right. bubble. And then as soon as you walk out, when you walk out of something that you're so used to in your home, if you go to home, work, church, grocery store, and that's your routine on a regular basis to see anything outside of that or what else outside of what you've been taught and, and your family's taught to you is kind of disturbing sometimes, especially when you, right. you're up in these mountains and there's not much else. Absolutely. And, and well, and also <laughs> if you're truly wanting to meet people where they're hurting and help people, you have to go where they're hurting. And that's not always in the church. <laughs> so true people that are of compassion and want to follow the teachings of the Christ go out into the to the darkest areas and on the front lines and do these things. And that's kind of where what Tess and I do, we go places where other people that are uh, the followers of the teachings absolutely won't go. And so the gypsies are followers of the teachings of the Christ. We don't consider ourselves Christian for simply that word is just bastardized nowadays. Yeah. And it's it, it actually makes me nauseous when I think of that because of, of the spirit of religion, the hate, the the bigotry and all the stuff that goes on. But we do follow the teachings of the original Christ and uh, and the the love and the compassion that he showed for people. And that's what we try to do. And you know, I love the fact that she was talking to Christ and our and our show tonight is who's your mama talking to? And, and the reason our show is called Who's Your Mama Talking To is because we, we want, this is really important that we get into this. As I was going down the road today with Carolyn, this, I had this epiphany. Well, I had it a while back, but I just shared it with Carolyn this morning because I always, when I have these thoughts, I always spend time in meditation and prayer and wishes before Yahweh to make sure that it's just not my own idea, but it is an idea that was put upon my heart by the I am. And the idea was that a lot of people go to psychic mediums, mm -hmm. right? And they go to them to normally, I mean, some people go to find out what their future is, which I think is a terrible idea, a horrible idea. And we'll get that in a minute. But uh, most people go to them to speak to someone that has passed. Yeah. People go to them because they're broken or they're hurt. Just like we see at these paracons and, and the, that most, a lot of people that come there that do uh, any type of spiritual uh, ghost hunting or things like mm -hmm. that, they've lost somebody and they just want to see if they can contact them. If there is a, a, something on the other side, if there is a spiritual, uh, there's Tinkerbell. She's saying hello. Mamie just came home with her little boy toy. Um, hello, Mamie. Hello, Chris. Say hello to Tinkerbell so she'll be quiet. But they, they are a lot of, not everyone, but I'm saying a lot of people we find that are do that do ghost hunting, 
yeah. that are and that are on teams or that come to these events, they've lost someone and they just want to see if there's some way to contact them or if, or they, if there's life after a death. life after death. So we find that a lot of psychic mediums go to these events and they set up and people go and talk with them. We also find that a lot of them are uh, not real. Yeah. Um, that's going to piss a lot of people off, and I really don't care. I don't either. And uh, I'll tell you why I don't care, because as a gifted person, uh-huh. it is really a pain in the rear end to walk into a place when you're trying to help somebody, and you literally can feel people trying to. It feels like somebody's almost pulling at your clothes sometimes. Right. Pull at you to get Well, energy. they're gifted in the art of st- trying to steal your energy or trying to steal... Uh, some of them aren't even, can't even do that, but some of them have read the books on how to be psychic vampires or whatever and try to steal energy or whatever. But but before we get into that, let me start here. The reason that the thing is called Who's Your Mama Talking To is because people will go and they'll sit down in front of someone they do not know, they've done no research on, they know nothing about because they have these psychic mediums lined up. And they'll go to them and they'll sit down and, and they'll start doing the tarot cards or they'll do these boards or they'll do all these other different things and they'll start conjuring or they'll start do um what is it where they uh, Channel. channeling and and they'll do all this stuff and they'll say oh your grandmother's here and she in fact i had a girl this weekend come to me and tell her tell me that one lady told her her grandmother was hit there and her grandmother said this and this and this and this and that and the other so my question is this who's your mama talking to is because let's start with your child Let's say you've had a child that has passed. Mm -hmm. Would your child show up, let's say, at a Paracon? Would your child, let's say, speak to that psychic medium if you weren't there? Would your child show up in a dark, dirty place and speak to that person? Or would they be afraid to? Let me, let me go a little, let me make this a little clear. Your grandma, mm-hmm. did she love Christ? Dorothy, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Would Dorothy go and speak to a psychic medium? Absolutely not. Oh. So if, if you went to a psychic medium and asked her, I need to talk to my grandma, and she says, your grandma's standing right here, why would your grandmother, who never believed in psychic mediumship ever in her life, was a follower of the Christ, all of a sudden be talking to a psychic medium? Well, chances are that's not her. Okay. So then why is the person sitting in front of her that knew that their grandmother never believed in that, would not ever talk to one, why on earth would they believe that she's talking to him from the other side all of a sudden? It's a great question. Well, let me ask you this other question. Let's say that they did maybe think it was okay or didn't have an opinion. Was your grandmother a clean, neat freak? No. No? Mm-mm. Okay, well, let's say she was. Okay. Uh, let's pretend she was. Well, let's go to the other grandmother. Okay. Let's say go to the other grandmother. Let's say the other grandmother. Is she a clean, neat freak? Yes. Okay. Would she show up in a dirty, dank prison? No. Well, then why would she show up in a dirty, dank prison and speak to a psychic medium to see you? That's a great question. Okay. Is your grandmother, let's say, okay, let's say that you lost, a, you've lost a very good friend. Let's talk about, okay, let's talk about your father. Would your father ever speak to a psychic medium? No. Okay. So if you, we've, we've had people come up to you and say your father was speaking to them as a psychic mediumship or they had channeled your father. Yes. Would your father ever enter another person to speak to somebody? Not on those terms. <laughs> I'm not talking about his infidelity. <laughs> Sorry. I'm talking about as a psychic medium. No, he wouldn't. So my question to most of you out there, before you get too upset, I want you to think about the person that you're asking these psychic mediums to channel, to talk to, whatever. Would they, as a human form, ever speak to that person? Ever. Because they're not different on the other side. Their physical body may not be here, but they are still the same person, mind, body, and soul. Do you understand me? Not body. Mind, spirit, and soul. <laughs> Sorry, let me rephrase. Not body, mind, spirit, and soul. You do not change on the other side. You may have regrets. You may have wish for forgiveness. You may this, that, and the other. But you're still who you are. So if your grandma, your mom, your kid, whoever has passed on would never seek a psychic medium, would never go to dark, dark to a prison or dry, dark, dirty places or never show up at a psychic medium's house or never do this things or never. They're not doing it now. It's not going to happen. 
people don't change. And then you say, well, they really, I know that they would really want to speak to me. Then if they really want to speak to you and they're that determined to get through to you, then they will come to you personally. They will come to you in dreams. They will get the message through. They're not going to channel through someone who 10,000 other people have channeled through. They'll find people like Kat and herself, myself, and other people that work with us. The they gypsies. can see. See, here's the thing. The different we, we can talk to people that have gone on here and there. We don't channel. Does that make sense? Channeling is when if you if you people may disagree, but the true term and the true meaning of channeling is you allow a spirit to enter into you and speak through you. Mm-hmm. We believe. And from all the research and every other religion is that that is a spirit coming through. Now, I in my professional belief, <laughs> you cannot under any circumstance determine what spirit that is. And people say, well, I've been doing this for years and I, I can tell. No, you can't. No, you can not. No one is that 100 percent sure. Because spirits are liars. And if you're telling me that you are you are stronger and smarter than an angel or a demon and that you can tell whether that is human or demonic, I call I call BS. You do not know what you're channeling because spirits will lie. And here's the thing. They've been at this game a lot longer Thousands than we've been of years. around or even if, if, Listen, if you can hear a spirit, it can stand there and speak to you. This is what I always say to people that channel. If you can hear that spirit, it can stand there and speak to you as well as it can enter into you and speak to you. You don't have to have a spirit come into your body. But what I'm saying is, why are you talking to people about your loved ones that passed on that your loved ones would never, ever speak to to begin with? And I say that because if you're talking to people that are dark, who are practicing things of the darkness, and you know in your heart that your child, your your family members, your loved ones, your friends would never go for the practices that these people are doing. Why on earth would you think that they are, would talk to them now? I've seen people go get up from one and go to the next one and go to the next one. They've done no research on these people. They know nothing about what they believe. They know nothing about their past. And some of these people are downright worshiping darkness, Satan, Lucifer, darkness. They may not even know it, but look at their past. Look what they believe. They believe in the universal God. Mm -hmm. They believe in uh, worshiping the earth, a, a tangible thing. Yes. And yet, you are going to them and getting advice. Well, they knew things about me nobody else could. Well, I've got a I, real simple answer for that. I'm not going to tell you when this was because I just don't want to. And I'm not going to tell you who this was. But we had someone, um, and we'll say in the last two years, that has come to us. And they, before getting on our bed, uh, told me that they had seen two, It was we were at an event, clearly, two psychic mediums that day. And I said, okay, well, after you get on the bed, I don't want you to see anymore just because you're very open and things like that. But uh, did you get all your answers from the, the questions you had? And they said, well, they really couldn't answer that, but both of them told me the exact same thing about my father. I'm trying not to laugh. Same thing about my father, this person's father. And they both told me I would uh, be coming into money. And I said, oh, how far apart were the mediums that you were working with? From each other, yeah. He said, three people. And I went, the three, he went, no, 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 it was them, a person, and then like another booth, and then this another thing. booth, yeah. And I went, oh, okay. And I realized they could hear, yeah. So it looked like they were validating each, each other, each other, right? And I said, if you don't mind me asking, what was the message from your father? I knew what I was getting on this person's father, and I'm pretty sure if I told you the person, you would too, that he was a very happy man and he was a very loving man. Oh, I know who you're talking and about, and he cared about him very much. And uh -huh. I said, is that the answer you were looking for? And does that fit your father? He went, not really. He said, but I'm going to be coming into money soon. And I thought, how in the world are you going to believe anything? Because you know that they're talking about somebody else. Right. And this person's just copying this. But like, And that's pretty, that's pretty wide open, that's too. Vague. Yeah, that's real vague. Um, they did it. Plus, a lot of the stuff people say, or well, I listen to a lot of them. I'm like, wow, that's not specific at all. And people are so desperate they cling to. I don't, you know, we listen to so much of this. I, I, I tease the gypsies and do, uh, I sh as we teach classes, I show them how 
psychic mediums do fake reads. Cold reads. Cold reads, fake reads, whatever. And I show them how to uh, find shysters. Yeah. And um, when I do it, it's so believable. They they think I'm being real. And then I'm like, no, that was just a fake read. I didn't, that was, none of that was read. Uh, because there, there's, it's, it's easy to do. Yeah. Uh, it's easy. And so when when they when you go to these people they and and even if they're not and if they really are hearing from a spirit they say but they got it so they they had do things that nobody else knew about me one of the things you have to understand is if this is a person who is practicing darkness or these people are using dark things to contact yeah. with the dead and they're doing all these things and they're conjuring and they're uh, and they're channeling. channeling and they're doing, you know, their eyes roll back in their head and they start falling in the floor. They shake foaming all over, the they're foaming in the mouth and they're they're using evil products to conjure with. Mm-hmm. You, you, what you have to realize is they're talking to demonic forces. Mm-hmm. People, I don't believe in demons. Do you believe in angels? Yes, but I don't believe in demons. Okay, let's. I don't. We don't need to have another discussion then because you're already don't have your it's just the ducks in a row. Yeah. Okay. So, how do they know? Well, they, if they are actually hearing a spirit, those spirits are watching you. They. It's not that hard for them to know what's in your life, what you're looking at. They. You were standing in line a minute ago talking to your friend saying, oh man, I hope they really find out about dad's blah, 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 blah. And if they're talking to a spirit, a real demonic, a demonic can come up with enough truths. So why does it matter? Well, it matters enough that they can tell you enough truth to just give you a, to have you believe in them and then turn your path. See, we all have a journey and we all mm-hmm. have a path that is leading to the light and leading to abundance and leading to the best things in our life. But nothing serves evil ba- better than for us to get off that journey and to get off that path and to focus on things other than our relationship with Yahweh and humanity and doing what's right, good and pure in our life than to focus on things of death and things of to, to search after past lives or or all these things. And when we focus on those things, then we're not having the abundance and the goodness that we're supposed to have in our life. And that gives us just enough information to sound truth, but uh, but it takes us off the, the path we're supposed to be on. I absolutely understand what you're saying. And, and another way of looking at it is I had someone come to me several years ago and say, I keep getting a woman who and she tries to describe my grandmother on my father's side. Uh-huh. She does a pretty good job describing her. And I said, "Okay, thanks. No more, because I don't like being read." Right. They said, "I think unsolicited reads oh, piss me off." It's worse than an unsolicited right. wiener picture. It makes me really unhappy. Yeah. Um, well, those can be fun. Anyway, well, go ahead. She goes on to tell me that my grandmother is trying to tell her that I will be meeting the man I am supposed to marry in the near future. Oh gosh, I remember this. And I told you she was a liar. Yes, the timing was off. First of all, the second thing, the description was way off. When I met the guy that I'm currently dating, who is, we're pretty much made for each other. I mean, would you not agree? Yes. We saw him many years ago. Yes. Um, She saw a picture, told me this. That was not him. His eyes were dead. He was a heartless, horrible person. If anybody's ever met my boyfriend, they will know that he is absolute opposite. His eyes are alive and he's full of love and concern and passion, raises his own children. He's I mean, just wonderful. a wonderful person. Like right. you couldn't and went on to tell me how our relationship would not work. Those things like that aggravate me more than when someone's hurt and they're looking for somebody. I would beg you know, you. Let me let me use that story as an example for yeah, because it could yeah. This this person Tess is talking about is a psychic medium. She was so intent on befriending Tess. And I was very against it mm-hmm. from day one. I told Tess she's a liar. She's a manipulative psychic. And yes. she is a dangerous psychic. Absolutely. And she is a, a liar. She, will, she, she comes across as everyone's friend. She comes across as being helpful. And, and naive and sweet. And I said, she is devious and evil. Yeah. And Tess, honest to goodness, sometimes I'm right and sometimes she's wrong. She didn't believe me. She honestly thought this was a person that she could help. She could train and she could be a good person. And there probably was a turning point there where this person maybe could have. I didn't see it, but maybe there could have been. I feel like it was before I was born and all. <laughs> so... This person would, it was uncanny how when Tess would meet someone or different things in what happened in Tess's life, 
this person would call and she would know about it. And she would, she would, and Tess would tell me, but mom, and I'm like, I'm, I will stick to my guns. This is an evil, devious person. This is a person not of the light. She is uh, of evil and she is out to destroy you, your gifts and everything. And divert me from the path and I'm on. And it really did. Cause in, in all honesty, she presented someone to me that had met the description that she right, said. Right. And it and, and, and so she, I can, I stuck to my guns. I, I stayed in meditation and prayed about it, that she would be revealed. I did all the workings I know that we do to make someone's true colors be revealed. And by the grace of Yahweh, she was revealed greatly by her own mouth. She spoke out the truth privately to me. And then I elaborated. Right. And so (laughs) she was exposed for what she was and we saw her true colors. colors. But it could have been very devastating. It could have been devastating if, because people still go to her, still trust her, still listen to her and still believe in her. So Tess is very well trained to know this and to teach people this, yet she was almost deceived. So This is a very important lesson for those who are listening. You must know that the person you are talking to is of the light. We're going to take a short break and we'll be right back, kids. Love ya. Okay, so we're back. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to do a real quick read out there for everyone. Okay. Okay, here's the read. If you are hurting because someone has passed. Yeah. If you're broken and you need some answers, mm-hmm. the healing starts with you. What? The healing starts with you and you need to heal and you need to grieve and you need to go through all the process. And I am going to tell you that the mountain gypsies and all the gypsies, we have a process to help you through that grieving. Yes. And it starts with healing. And it starts with healing when we connect to Yahweh, Yahshua, and Elohim. It starts with healing when we put our hands on you. And we can go through and we can help you heal without having to go and talk to the dead. Yes. Because let the dead rest. Absolutely. And so then if Yahweh feels that the that he needs to or they need to come to you, then he'll allow it in his time and their time. But let the dead rest. Do not conjure. Do not pull up. Do not rise up. Those things that should not be done. It's not supposed to be that way. It's just not supposed to be. Was it not Lazarus that said he was risen me from my sleep? No, it was not Lazarus. It was a king who tried to have Samuel pulled up. Uh, and and it here's the thing. He ascended to heaven, and it was a gypsy witch, not our kind, yeah, yeah. Who, who rose him up, but he pulled up out of the ground not descended from heaven. So it was a false. It was a fake. Ooh. It was a phony. It, they never pull the truth. I'm cold chills. Every time I hear that story. And when people chills. say, but mine is good. And I ask you to do this. Make them tell you from whence their powers came. Where where are they pulling from? Who are they who, calling on? Who are they calling yeah. on? Is it some ascended master? Is it their spirit guide? Because we don't believe in spirit guides. Because ask them who that spirit guide is, where it came from, and who it's connected to. Yeah. And ask those guys to bow down before the I am and then tell me that it's of God. Okay, guys? Worship. Did you have something you wanted to tell me? She, all, she keeps saying, Mom, I have to tell you something. Okay. And I have to give her how many minutes? We've only got two minutes. How many minutes? Two minutes. Oh, no. No. No, we've got a few minutes. Oh, yeah. Okay. 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 I'm going to try to get through this. So okay. All right. Okay. Is something wrong? Just listen. Okay. I had this amazing idea. Okay. This one's from me. What is wrong? Okay. Mom, mother, cat, mommy. How do I even say thank you enough? To the one person, sorry. <laughs> to the one person who has always been there for me when no one else has. Thank you for caring for me when I'm sick. And I've, when I had been sick. I am sick now. <laughs> Thank you for never giving up on me. Thank you for believing in me when no one else did, even myself. I can't say thank you enough 
Sorry. It went away. Thank you for letting me use my gifts and always seeing the good in me. Thank you for loving me. And I love you so much more than I can explain. Thank you for being both mom and dad to me and my siblings. Thank you for showing all of us that you can be strong, powerful person, yet loving and gentle. Thank you for being my best friend. I love you, Mom. Happy Mother's Day. <laughs> Just wait. This is from your son. Oh, God. I can't do this. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying not to cry. I'm sorry. It's probably hard to understand me. Mom, I want to thank you for all the things you have done for me. In my life, I would not be the man I am today without your strong goddess. Thank you for always being there for me in good times and in bad times. Whether I made really dumb decisions <laughs> or really bad actions, you taught me lessons. You would teach me lessons I could take away from it along with a good laugh and years of jokes. You taught me the importance of family and how we all always have each other's back. I cannot wait to teach my children the things you have taught me to make them the best possible version of themselves. I cannot express how much you mean to me. I love you with all my heart. I hope you have a wonderful Mother's Day. Wow. We love you. Hold on, hold on. There's two more. We got to get through. Dear Mom, this is from Cheney. I love you more than I have ever found a way to say. You are the queen of cuddles, the wiper of tears, the stick, stickler of fairness, and a gentle, gentle persuader. You're a rock of all courage. You are a beautiful combination of strong and soft. All that I am or hope to be, I owe to you. You are my first love, and my heart will always be tied to yours. <laughs> <laughs> I had a great idea didn't I? Happy Mother's Day mom I just want the world to know How much we all love you This is from little Mamie <laughs> Dear mom Thank you for everything you have done for me I love you with everything in me And I don't know what I would do Even would do ever Would it ever do Without you sorry You're the only person I can trust in this very world and you're the only person I feel like I could tell anything to. You've taught me many, many things. Starting from loving someone deeply, no matter what their flaws are. <laughs> caring for someone, even if they aren't the best person in the world. And more importantly, feeling confident in my own body. You've taught me right from wrong, even though I may not listen at <laughs> all the time. And I'm so glad that I have someone in my life to teach me these things that most people don't have. You're confident, beautiful, amazing, and so many more. So much more. I'm so I'm glad that I'm your daughter, and thank you for showing me that even in my I may mess up, you've always been there for me. I love you, Mamie. Happy Mother's Day, and I just wanted you to know from all of us that we love you with everything in us, and we don't know where we would be without you. Oh wow! And. For all those out there listening, I'm sorry. I'm crying like a big baby, but our mom is everything to us. And I don't think we tell her enough. I don't think she knows how much we all care about her. And even in crazy times, uh, today we had some crazy stuff going on and I got a horrible boo-boo and I had to call <laughs> my mom and tell her. And she took a second and said, I'm so sorry you got hurt. Are you okay? And I said, yeah, I think I just need a Band-Aid. <laughs> but I knew she was worried about me. And I felt okay, not because I brought her worry, but because I knew she loved me. And I just wanted you to know how much, not just me, but all your children love you. I, I'm, I'm at a loss for words. <laughs> um. I love my babies so much and my grandbabies more than you can imagine. I, I actually love them to a fault. I actually had to have a lady pray for me one time because I love my kids so much that I was consumed with my love for them and I could move forward in my journey. And um, I, I, I'm really at a loss for sorry. words. I just thank you. 
Thank you. That's the best Mother's Day present I think I've ever had. You're kind of hard to shop for sometimes. <laughs> I, I don't need anything. That's all I well, need is to know that my children love and respect me. That's all I ever want. And for all you parents out there, uh, mamas out there, happy Mother's Day. And for those who are estranged from their children, I share and extend my love to you. And I'm so sorry if you do not have this, but I will share my love with you. And I pray that you have reconciliation with your children if you are not with them. Because I know you're hurt over that. And I'm so thankful. I'm so incredibly thankful that my father has seen fit that, that my children love me and that I can love them. And so, happy Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day. And you, I mean, we might not be like, I didn't graduate from Harvard or not, but... <laughs> We're we're all alive still, and we're all doing pretty good. And I'm good. so thankful my and, children and have, in all done, honesty, have been it's, successful. I'm it's so not thankful. just, I mean, it's not really on our account. Um, it's because of y'all, like God. Yeah. And uh, because our mom was there. Sometimes dragging us, but nevertheless there. Yes. And I will always be, by God's grace, I will always be there. So when someone was to ask me, who is my mama talking to? I know beyond a shadow of a doubt, if she is going to channel into this person, I better run. I better run like <laughs> hell because she, when she get hold of me, she's going to beat me to death. <laughs> That's right. But I can tell you who your mama's talked to. Exactly. I've always talked to Yahweh, Yahshua, and Elohim. And those are my spirit guides. Is the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. That is who I trust in. That is who's guided me. And that who's had made me to the person I am today and led me and helped me through every darkest, hardest time. And so I encourage you, don't go to people that don't have the answers, but seek out those who do and connect to the golden light that encircles the throne of Yahweh. I love you all so much. And happy Mother's Day, happy everyone. Happy Mother's Day. Love you, Mom. Love you. Mm -hmm.